Hey, Alex, can I borrow your lipstick? Yeah, sure. One second. Let me pull it out of my tit. <laughs> All right. This is Emily and Alex coming at you with another episode of Gag Me With a Knife. We're going to be talking about 1988's Night of the Demons. Is that the year? That's the year. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have the VHS again, and I'll be reading the back of the box. It's Halloween night, and a group of good-time teens has broken into an abandoned funeral parlor with plans to raise a little hell. And that's exactly what they do. For their intrusion has awakened an ancient demon, dem demonic evil, whose hunger for human souls knows no bounds. And now the monstrous predator is out to turn their Halloween party into an un unending celebration of sheer terror. The visual sorcery of special effects master Steve Johnson... From Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Fright Night, Poltergeist 2, and Ghostbusters, delivers high-voltage shiv shivers in a terrifying encounter of the supernatural kind. So be prepared for an evening for, of horror that you'll never forget. Get ready for the Night of the Demons. What are your thoughts? Well, um, I think uh, this is a movie that I really have always wanted to love. And no matter how much that I can't love it like I want to. I still continue to watch it over and over. There's um, certain parts of it that I just uh, I can't I can't get into. It's kind of slow for me. But I, what I love about it is how they do sort of mesh or mesh up the supernatural with a slasher. I think that was really cool, and they did that well. I just think it I think it takes a really long time to get into the movie. And then I do think the kills are pretty cool, uh, and I like some of the characters, and then the ones that die. I love cheering on their death. So, you know, all of that said, I mean, I, this is definitely a, a, a higher, more, you know, positive review, even though I don't love it. What about you? Um, yeah, I, I probably like it more than you do. And I've watched it a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, but I do ag agree that it drags at the beginning, especially like it takes a really long time to get anything going. It takes like, I mean, I feel like 45 minutes at least. As, at as, least. As, yeah. And I usually like those scenes. I, I don't have a problem with that kind of stuff. Like I like the, like when they're just hanging out and stuff like that, but for some reason it doesn't really work in this one. Maybe it's just cause it goes on for too long and it might have to do with something with, I think I saw the second one before I saw this one. Yeah. And, and, and the way that the movie opens up, it's like a little cartoony opening with like this total synthy carpenter ripoff have a bop. I mean, whatever. They're all doing it at this point, these synthesized musical intros. But the way that it's op the opening scene makes you think it's going to be a little maybe even more campy than it is because uh, it's, it's not really overly campy, in my opinion. Uh, but. I was hoping for a little, but usually with campy, it's more fast paced. So it starts off, you know, the first 15 to 20 minutes or so is, is pretty solid. But then once they get into this, you know, into the, the setting of the movie, it just kind of like they're in this room, then they're in this room, then they're dancing here, then they're dancing there. And then it's just sort of repetitive and slow once they're there. And then the fact that it's just like the, what, five, six, seven, eight of them, um, it's very quiet and, which makes sense. I mean, they're in an abandoned building, but that ambiance adds to the, the slowness to me of, of the pace. Yeah. I think that once it gets going, it doesn't really stop, but it doesn't really start either. If that makes <laughs> sense. Like it starts and then it's just like, okay, 
All right. And then you're kind of confused as to what's happening at the, especially near the beginning. Like, okay, well, is that a demon or is it not? Like, I don't know. I just, it's like, but I really like this movie, so I don't know. Yeah, I really, I mean, I do like it. I just can't love it. And then, yeah, but when you said the beginning confused you, I thought maybe you were confused because the old man was an asshole at the beginning with razor blades and apples. And you're like, well, you spent the whole, you spend, we'll get to it, but you spend the whole movie being like, who's this douchebag? Or what's, what's his deal? And like, what does this have to do with the movie? I guess just to show like the one girl, Judy is Basically, she's nice. She's going to be the final girl. You can just tell in minutes who the final girl is going to be. And then the other people are assholes, and you're like, okay, well, they're going to deserve to die. They're probably going to die. So I guess maybe that's – they're setting up some character development with this old man at the beginning. But – I guess, um, or they're they're just planning for the end. I don't know. Yeah, there is a lot of good character character introductions, and like – I only like maybe two or three of the characters in the movie. I I thought I was going to like Jay, um, you know, Judy's yeah. love interest boyfriend. Awful, awful yeah, you know, because when we first meet him, he's real sweet. He's a total babe on the eyes. And, you know, he's handling her brother, who's going to grow up to be the whiniest douchebag I've ever seen, probably. Yeah. Um, but then, And then when the mom's giving him those treats that look like litter box droppings. Uh, but then, you know, the movie advances and boys will be boys i guess and he just ruins it for himself and all of all of the men out there <laughs> yeah and then we have uh the girl that's uh plays arab in mm-hmm. sleepaway camp three and she's in this movie and she's like just basically she doesn't seem like she should be boring but she is always pretty boring yeah like she seems like she should be very animated like she's and she has some really good um quotes and um, she's gorgeous, and she just seems like she should be more fun than she is in both of these movies. I think her name's Jill Tarashita. Uh, but, yeah, I think. So. But I, yeah, like I like her better in Sleepaway Camp. I think I like her her sassy, witty, bitchy personality a little bit better. The only thing she's got really going in this for me is, isn't it her that has sex in the coffin, or just somebody else? I think so. I think it's her. That was pretty yeah. rad. That's pretty. Yeah. That's pretty bad to the bone <laughs> and I, but I do like that you end up liking sal and you don't like him at first he's and he because he was the ex-boyfriend that crashes the party yeah yeah you're right i do I, like that kind of twist when you don't, aren't supposed to like somebody then you do i, I do like that oh sal yeah we'll get to sal oh we'll get to sal so and then and we got to yeah. talk about um another introduction to a character well when we first meet angela she's holding this huge sack and dressed like the undead bride from hell about to rob this grocery store blind or convenience store. Yeah, this is your introduction into a famous villain in horror movies. But what's funny to me is when I was watching this, I mean, my husband watched this a while back. I think he'd seen it like back when it was, you know, a, a new movie and whatnot. But um, he hadn't re- seen it recently. And he said, well, I like Angela. She knows what's going on because she was grabbing plates and napkins. I mean, she was glad my husband's real big into cleaning and keeping everything tidy. Um, <laughs> so so it was real funny because like I would not be most t- teenagers wouldn't be grabbing cleaning essentials and, and serving where they'd be grabbing booze and food and candy and stuff. So it was just yeah. pretty funny. So at least there you're. Maybe I don't know if that's supposed to be a glimpse into who she is or not, but right before we see Angela, who do we see? Stooge, probably. Do you see Stooge? No, in, in, in the um, in the convenience store. Oh, Linnea Quigley's character. Yeah, um, she's pretty iconic. Suzanne is her name. Suzanne. Yeah, that's it. 
Um, yeah, she oh. she's a. It starts off with you seeing her butt, right? Well, a little. You you can. Well, kind of I see, mean, okay, yeah. Do you see some curvature, or some cleavage going on down there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the the famous Linnea Quigley from like you know a bunch of horror movies. She is trash in Return of the Living Dead. So, and she was way too old to play this role. So, but. She's, they still wanted her in it. They, I think they wrote the role for her. After but, Trash. Yeah. Or so After, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, after Return of the Living Dead. So, yeah, we get to see her, and she's going to make a big impression in the movie. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, okay, when do you, do you, will you meet Stu and the, the two characters I forget about all the time? The black guy and the white girl? I don't remember them. Uh, is it Stu? Is Stu his name? Stu. There's a okay. There's the fat guy. Oh, Stooge. Stooge, yeah. Stooge. I was like Stooge. I was like that sounds familiar. Stooge. You see Stooge at the very beginning, basically driving that car. Oh yeah. And he's got his. He, oh god, and he just crushes his outfit with a pig nose, and then like his hair, which like it's almost shaved or cornrows on one side, and it alternates colors like red and blue or something. Like I don't even know what pig he's supposed to be. I don't understand. Eighties. <laughs> Ugh, try, ugh. Yeah, he's with so, yeah. Helen and Roger. Yeah, yeah, Helen and Roger. Yeah. Okay, and, and then I yeah, don't so, think we we don't like them at all. I don't. I don't. I wasn't when Stooge Helen um, died. Did Roger die? No. I I, well, I he he lives there for a pretty long time. I thought I don't know that we see he, him die. I think Roger. No, I, no, I think he lives. Yeah, I think no, they, Roger. They, him and Jude, him and Judy walk home together. That's right, right. But see, I think Roger and Judy are the survivors. Which is actually pretty. Um, pretty progressive for the 80s honestly yeah and then it's also sort of in line um i mean i've read this a while back and i don't totally know all the stuff on it but there's a they they compared this to to romero zombie movies a few times Um, well with when they die they come back um, there's actually at one of the tombstones, they come back as possessed when they, one of the tombstones near the end, there's like Romero's on the tombstone. Um, and then it's like, and then the black guy is surviving. Well, he doesn't really survive. Not in the living well, dead, but on to the dead. He does. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, there's like a little, there's like these small little tribute homages that I've read that can, that had this kind of this Romero influence, but it's not like, it's not heavy. It's not heavy at all. And it might be made up in my mind, but in other people's, you know, stuff. But anyway, I, I did like that with Roger. Um, yeah, well, yeah, because usually of the black character should die at the be- or not should, but always does die at the beginning. It's, but yeah, especially in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. So um, we have some really good deaths though, and I do love the eye gouging of uh, that Lene quickly does. Of yeah. Yes, God. That's, and that's what that's, he gets. So that's and that's the fourth death. So like. Do you want to do the deaths in order, or do you want to do favorite deaths, or how do you want to do this? Uh, why don't you talk about the deaths, and I'll and I'll tell you my favorite one, which I think okay. that would do. Well, I'll, um, so I, I guess our first death is Suzanne, technically. I mean, when she gets possessed, yeah. it actually, does she die after she's possessed too, or? Uh, I don't think so. She just puts. Doesn't she like make out with Angela after that? She does make out with Angela. So after the mirror breaks, after the seance, because again, everyone's into seances and dream imagery here. <laughs> um. Um, after the seance and the glass breaks in the mirror, then Suzanne's possessed. Then, like, she forces herself onto Angela, then making her possessed. Um, 
with her tongue. Um, yeah, I wouldn't they, say she's dead yet. I mean, I wouldn't I, say she's dead yet. But when does she dies before before Angela kills Stooge, Suzanne dies. I mean, uh, when, when when we see her put the lipstick in her tits is before Stooge dies too. So she has to be dead. Well, she is technically, I guess, but she's never killed, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, tr- true. Well, yeah, I got you. So yeah, she's possessed by demons, and then like, do you want to? What do you want to talk about her and her lipstick? Her lipstick. Everything about them. Oh, I mean, it's an it's a famous scene. But you know, I was telling Alex this last time we were talking about this movie. I was like, I don't. I always thought that it happened like earlier or later. I never could find the right time that it happened in the movie. But I think that's also because I saw the second one first. So. Right. And yeah. And, and, and then like uh, the whole drawing on the face with the lipstick and drawing on her boobs and everything. Like, I know it's nothing like it, but the way that she looks and I guess because she is a little older for her character. It gave me monster possessed monster vibes or whatever from Evil Dead, the way they look so old. And because, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. like it just she gave off that vibe. She played a possessed character very well, I thought. So yeah, I really loved her. Okay, so I guess then this is, you know, we're about an hour, almost an hour into the movie. Yeah, and we don't have a kill yet, but and, I mean, I guess you can, yeah. Well, we our first kill actually is probably Angela tearing up the fucking dance floor. I mean, let's True. go here. Let's she, give killed, it her. she killed the dance floor, yes. <laughs> she is that. killing that disco. Um, yeah, she is dancing to Bauhaus, isn't she? She's what? He's dancing to Bauhaus, I think. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Stooge kind of walks in like right after she's doing her little dancing thing. And she's all like, come here, big boy. First of all, when someone as you look like Stooge as someone like Angela and you're in your teens, like she's going to kill you. You don't come yeah. at her, especially when no. you got a pig, a pig nose on your face. Like, yeah, you don't expect that that's that's uh, like that you can get that. God. Um, but anyway, so then you can want to talk about what happens to Stooge. Well, I mean, she doesn't. She like bite off his tongue. Yeah, it rips out his tongue after she's making. Yeah. It well, you know, he should have known. Uh, he, he's not. He's not cute enough for her. So, like, <laughs> clearly. I mean, that doesn't always matter, but for teenagers, that's a pretty big sign, right? And then uh, she gouges his eyes out. So that's pretty. That seems pretty awesome. Yeah, Angela is a boss, and I love her. Yeah. So I guess the next kill. Do we really even see it? It's Helen, and she gets thrown onto the car. Well, like, it doesn't say that that's the next one. It says that the it's Max and Franny having sex in the coffin coffin is the next one. That's weird. I thought they died after Jay died. I thought so too, but I guess not. Maybe not. Okay, yeah, Max and Franny in the coffin. Uh, I thought I knew. Sick. I thought I knew Max from somewhere, like the guy that played Max. Like I thought he was on like Hey Dude or something, but I couldn't find him on anything. We think everyone's in Hey Dude. I think. I know now. it's true. <laughs> um yeah so Mac, having sex in a coffin when you're in a mortuary or a funeral home or whatever you want to call this is a pretty Probably much bad luck bad well, it's bad luck but like someone's got to do it there's got i think any group of friends would have that one couple that's gonna fuck in a coffin really i do i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't even be in that place like i talked oh, about the game true. But I ain't going to those things. That's I mean, <laughs> I Wait, wouldn't even man, go. I, think really, I, you, I couldn't have gotten you to go. No, I barely. You barely got me to go to that damn cemetery in your backyard from your farmers oh, yeah. from lifetimes past. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's got like three or four or five dead bodies in her backyard with headstones from like the 1810s or something. Yeah. What are they going to do? Come back and eat us. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So Max and Franny having sex, and I guess Franny gets dies first. I guess she gets her neck snapped, right? She's riding him and gets her neck snapped. Yeah. 
And then Max starts just getting basically bludgeoned with the coffin lid in his yeah. head and body. That was pretty savage. But you know what? I, I just didn't like like I think Stooge is one of the only people that like well I guess Suzanne too never mind Stooge and Suzanne both have a kill I think and then everybody else Angela kills sort of yeah and like and some of them you're like well did they kill them or did I don't know it's like what's what's the there's a blurry line between are you like a demon or are you a murderer or like where like in what point of your transition did you become a murderer i i don't know it just gets i th- yeah and i yeah and i think that like they die but they they come back as these demons because this possessed or haunted mortuary or whatever's going on yeah i guess I they're they, a lot like zombies yeah they come back like just as demon zombie things yeah oh and we we, we neglected to say at this point in the movie um which is with Stooge's death. So the movie starts when we see Angela in the convenience store and she's wearing these cross earrings. But at this oh, point, they've turned upside down. Yeah. They're upside down. I actually didn't notice that until two weeks ago when I watched this at, uh, with uh, about two weeks ago. I was like, I thought that it was a goof that like her earrings had slipped. But then I realized that's probably no, that's on, on purpose. purpose. Yeah. OK, so actually in the thing, it says as Hal becomes Sal becomes horrified when he sees Angela putting her hands in the fire. Roger, who has fallen asleep, is awoken from Helen's body crashing on the car. So, yeah, that's all brought after Max and Franny. So, yeah, so we don't see Helen. We don't see Angela kill Helen, I don't think, but she threw her out the window or something onto the car. I guess. Or, 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 no, I don't even think it was Angela because Angela was inside putting her hand in the fire. So it's oh, probably right. Stooge or St- oh, Suzanne. Right. Putting yeah. her hand in the fire, a normal thing to do. Yeah. And Sal's just like watching it because I think oh. he was watching her dance first. And then she was like, never mind. I'm going to do this creepy thing. Yeah, he was in the doorway um, watching her dance. Yeah. And then he was like, fuck this. When he sees her do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, is he? He might be the next one to die. Maybe he gets thrown out the window. Someone no, gets he doesn't thrown die of- till He doesn't die till like the end. But he's the next one. But no one else dies until him. I don't think. Jay's already died. Fran and Max are dead. Helen's dead. Stooge is no, dead. No, Jay's not dead yet. Oh, well, he's dying next. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think he's... Wait, no. No, he is dead. He dies right before Max and Franny. Sorry. <sighs> See, look at this. Yes. Was, that's the whole point. That's why it's so confusing. Like, nothing happens, and then everything happens. And then everything like... happens at once, and then nothing happens again for, like, a long time. Because you have, like, a really long time where they're trying to, or like, uh, they're running away from Angela because yeah when he sees her put the hand in the fire like he he gets like really scared and then Roger is what wakes up and so those two free Judy but I don't really remember where she had been held uh where was Judy Oh he oh right he uh, she he abandoned Jay abandoned her Oh because she wouldn't have sex with him Yeah and then she got and- locked in and that's then why he's with Suzanne right. for the sex. Yeah, walking in. First of all, bro tip, if I ever walked into a room and saw some girl, like, with her boobs out, I mean, I guess I'd just fuck her because that's what guys do. But if I, she was covered with lipstick, I'd be like, you're a little drunk. But then I guess some guys are still thinking I'm going to smash. I don't know like, what's going through his mind. Some guys where, are like, still thinking that it's nuts. To where, like, this and on a splintery floor, you're going to get splinters on you, on her, on, on your wing wing. Like, I just don't understand what anything about having sex in this situation is okay. Because um, guys are dumb. But he he gets his <laughs> eyes gouged out and sits there and cries and 
And then everything, yeah, everything basically happens. Everything's all at once, basically, yeah. Yeah, because then they're, like, hiding and running away from her for a really long time. And then she attempts to climb down, and Angela tries to kill her, but Sal appears, and they both fight. Um, and they, they're on the roof at that point, I think. And that's when Sal dies. He yeah, gets, he gets- uh, impaled on a spike. Yeah, she throws him either over the over the roof or out the window. I think it's and off he, the roof. And he lands on a spike. Yeah. Mm. So then they're just it's just Judy and Roger like running around. Running around, running around, running around. Then they find the crematorium. And then so she goes in there. And then they like are smart enough to use the gas in there, I guess. Which I mean, that's like putting a lot on these characters, honestly. <laughs> Well, I think yeah. it is. That's a lot. I'd be mean, like, to, yeah, really? like they literally have to like aim the pipe with the gas and do all the shit with it. Like it's a, that's a lot. I wouldn't think. Who to would do think that. to do that? I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't either. So then you're like, okay, cool. Then they escape again, but then they're cornered by the demon, and then the demon. Sorry. They already and they already they already torched Angela, didn't they? Uh, well, Angela has been burned, but she's back and she's burned. Okay. Yeah. She comes back though, and then and then all of her undead friends, and Roger snatches through a window and leads them outside, and they begin to climb up a wall. And that's when I don't know if we you learn this in this one, do you? That if you get over, I'm sure you do. I guess if you go over the moat or whatever, like the water, then you're free. See, I don't know if they knew that in this one, or they knew it in the remake, or they knew it in the sequel. They know it in the sequel. I mean, they, I know they know it for sure in the sequel. Because... I don't think that they knew it in the first one. I just thought they were just trying to escape. I don't know, because I don't know that they actually knew what was really happening, did they? Like, that, like the lore of this possessed crematorium place? Well, I don't and... think there was any lore. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I mean, know they decided that it was an old funeral home. I think they were just trying to escape. I think we learned about the moat thing or whatever in the next one. Okay, because in part two, you do learn it because that's how they like they get out past the yeah. house is because she takes that um, mirror out outside of the. Oh, the compact side. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So then you have this weird ending because they pass by again by that a gross old man and he's shockingly still an asshole. Oh, so he get. we missed what happened. You didn't say what happens after they cross the barbed wire. Well, they don't they just live? Well, they live, but what happens to everybody else? Oh, they banished. They're banished to hell. They get burnt. The sun. Yeah, I know, but they're. I mean, that feel like they're still alive, though. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I mean that's true. I mean, the the bodies are probably dead, but then I'm sure the spirits went back to hell because they come back clearly. But the bodies are toast. Well, most of the bodies are toast. So they walk anyway. home and they pass by the old guy. And what? he's like gross, and I don't know if he's supposed, he's supposed to be, like he's like really awful. So I assume that he thinks like the worst about them. Um, he enters his home to eat one of his wife's, wife's homemade pies, only to realize too late she used the apples that he placed the razor blades in because he's a huge asshole. He is a huge asshole. I mean, who does that? I mean, who to- does that? But how would you? Like, and this is: Are you thinking? Is it on purpose for the wife? Because she ends yeah. up saying, happy Halloween, dear. Yeah. And she kisses his dead body. Like, she's totally. not even faced. Yeah, she's totally. Because I'm about she's to say, if I was making an apple pie and I was cutting them up, I would realize there were goddamn razors in them. 
Oh, no, she did that on purpose. Oh, heavens to Betsy. I need new apples. I'm just Yeah, she did that on purpose. Um, It was a graphic. It was pretty graphic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like that ending, but also I feel like it's really misplaced. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the whole movie feels really misplaced. Yeah, it does. And it, 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 I definitely like it more after seeing the second one and looking back on the first one, I should say, and seeing it as a connected story. But as a solo film, it is out of place, but it became a cult classic for a reason. So, yeah. And I feel like maybe, like I said, maybe I have the opinion that I do about it because I saw the second one first. And I listen, most people don't like, like, it's not like this. The second one's this movie that everyone loves because it's not. <laughs> it's not um, at all. Yeah. But at all, it's ridiculous. But at the same time, like I really like the second one, and but it does give a lot more context in the movie. So, but I don't. I don't know. Whole Whole House was supposed to be like you know haunted and stuff. So I don't know how much information I'm bringing from the first second one into the first one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I know. Because it they're in the same place in the second one, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so I don't. Yeah, but I mean, and so I do have some trivia on it, which does have to do with how you were talking about how it became a cult classic because it was oh. put out it just in Detroit, apparently at the beginning, and so the movie they only it was only a one point two million dollars to make it, but it hit like Detroit and New York City and like I think probably Chicago just some like very limited but like big city releases and it made 3.109 just in those small cities so they figured that if they had actually like put it out for real then they would have made so much i think the amount they would have made was like more than it would have been one of the biggest hit of the hits of the 80s like the the movie would have if they had actually like put it out but they only did like a limited limited release that's wild and it's also wild to me that it only that it cost as much as 1.2 million cuz i mean in 1988 like these actors weren't really famous i mean i guess uh Linnea Linnea Quigley Linnea Quigley she was pretty famous um but 1.2 million just to use a building and like really not that not that much special effects. I don't know. It just well, that's a lot of money, I think. Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> and especially to not be paying for marketing or distribution well, in other think about cities. It. Well, MGM put it out. So, I don't know where they got that, but think about oh. it. They got this um they got Steve Johnson who had done When did I'm on Elm Street 4 come out? Oh shoot. Um 84? No, 84's when the first one came out. Oh, then four, the, then the fourth one came out four years later. They came out like, yeah, it was 88. Yeah, 88. So he came out the same year as this. And then he also, but he also did Fright Night, Poltergeist, Ghostbusters, and they had all come out before this. So he's, they, he, I mean. He's, he's makeup and effects, right? Yeah. So they paid him like quite a bit. Oh, I, I didn't think about, I didn't think about that. He I was, mean, that, that's not their only, that's not the only place they like spent money, but. Yeah, I mean, that that kind of those kind of costs like one point two is not really that much when you think about those kind of costs, like not like the actual just, you know, not the well, <clears throat> the actors that are in it, but like the other things. Well, they certainly but, didn't waste any money hiring a professional dancing trainer for Angela. No, she choreographed her own dance routine. I mean, I can get drunk and turn circles. But yeah, I know <laughs> that's like, but they oh yeah, here it is. They said that they thought. Uh, people say it was projected to have earned $13 million domestically if it had opened uh, on opening weekend, if they had 
you know, opened it worldwide, which would have ranked it amongst the top grossing horror films of its decade. That's, so that, that's a freaking a lot of money for a horror movie in the eighties. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Amelia Kincaid, she did choreograph her own dance, which is obvious. But, you know, um, I told you last night, and I'm telling everyone else this now, that she is Rue McClanahan's niece. And apparently, I guess, of Blanche from Golden Girls. And I guess, like, they were living, I think they lived together during some of the time. But Shady I know Pines? Rue, uh, yes, a Shady Pines. But Rue <laughs> McClanahan came and visited her on set, apparently. Nice. Can you imagine having having Blanche show up on your movie set and be like, hey. <laughs> hey, girl. Like, what's up? It, it, it's not Amelia. On the cover of all three movies, it has Angela in demonic form. Yeah. But on the cover, she looks different every time. But every time, is it really Amelia Kincaid or is it some other actress? Or, or, I have no or, idea. Or actor. I, don't, I mean. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it really matters in this case because you couldn't tell. Yeah, I was just wondering um, just who, what it was. Because, like, even looking back on... Um, I'm looking on the, at the front of it right now, and I don't know. I mean, it could... I don't know if you could tell if it even was. I don't... Probably not. It's probably not, because I don't... She well, probably had someone else come in when she was the demon anyway. On the... Yeah. And, well, on the first one, it's my... That's my favorite look of... Uh, of the favorite cover of her on there the anyway. holding the invite. Yeah. Um, but the way that she looks reminds me a little bit of M. Beth Davids from Army of Darkness when she, Sheila, when she turns into the undead bride of whatever. Um, the way that she looks as this demon reminds me of that. And I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I think it probably is a different person on every cover because they do look different on every single one. But um, yeah, so. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And okay, so Linnea quickly ended up ma marrying the visual, the special effects guy, and uh. they met on this movie. So he, they met when she went to get her boobs cast, her boobs like a fake cast out of her tits. Oh, the ones that they. Oh, that wasn't her real tits that she put the lipstick inside. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was. But that that gives me the that gives me that that freaks me out like poking holes in bodies and stuff like that. Like that really weirds me out. And then just to pop a piece of lipstick in your nipple, it was really disturbing. And she wiggles her finger around and stuff. It just really freaked me out. Oh, it is. It is creepy. It's a, it's some good body horror there. Nothing ever comes out of her hoo-ha or, or nipples, does it? Like a snake or a, de a dragon? No, or I think you're thinking of uh, the snake in the second one. Oh, okay. That would be uh, cool. If she puts this you know, lipstick in her nipples and then like this dragon d demon comes out of her hoo-ha and like burns somebody <laughs> <laughs> that would have been pretty epic so okay also i saw that judy's the actress that played judy she quit her job when she got cast as this role so what was her, what was her job she's just a waitress but i mean still <laughs> like there i don't know why it's on here as like a piece of trivia maybe because it's like she shouldn't have or something well or I mean, they probably wouldn't as as a waitress. They probably wouldn't have allowed her to like, hey, I need some time off to go like make a movie, and they'd be like, but isn't no, that got... the whole point of being a waitress in Los Angeles? Well, that is. Oh yeah, they were in L.A. Well, I mean, I, I don't, that, I don't that, know, but that is a huge point. But like, you know, even today, it's like it's like ten feet of snow in the road. Managers are like, hey, you, you coming in? <laughs> You're like, no, yeah, I'm making a movie, movie, and I'm. Um, but also, Hal Havens, the guy that played Stooge, he refused to show his posterior in the mooning scene like when he uh, moons people well i wish that we hadn't seen that no i don't think it's his ass well i wish we hadn't seen that ass at all that's true <laughs> uh whoever it was sorry we didn't like it 
So um, the house uses the main location was eventually demolished and sub- subsequently replaced by a Ralph's supermarket. Oh, I want to go to that. I wonder if it's still open. Like, I don't know what a Ralph's I is. Don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. And I don't know where it is. We don't and even why, know. We don't know why, anything about this. Why would you name a place that sells food Ralph's? Well, it's a supermarket, so. But it sells food and Ralphing is like puking. Like Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Do you want to go to Ralph's and Ralph? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I want to find like the. Like where they filmed it, but I don't know. I don't know. If y'all know, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, then, okay, so she, Linnea Quigley also said that, so I, I said already earlier that she had kind of like, they really wanted her for this movie. And then she was like, no, because she thought she was too old. Then it wouldn't be convincing. And then the, her agent finally got her to come in and read for it. And then she got cast immediately. So she said that she, um, she okay she said she was asked if she had ever been in an audience of fans and just watched their reactions to one of her films and she said i have and it's really fun so she said that she went to see this movie she was like looking around and everything but in the first scene it's like just her ass and her vagina basically (laughs) and then she was like oh god no and she was a little bit embarrassed but i was like so like really you were because you were in like nudie like she had she had been nude in a bunch of shit before that. Also, like Return to Living Dead, she's completely full frontal nude. So, but and, but but seeing it and seeing other people's reactions to a freaking drive-in like a jumbo screen with your jumbo yeah, your jumbo cooch just on the wall like, like that it's like bigger than a car up on the wall. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but but I mean, she didn't have anything to be ashamed of there. But it would be it would be odd when you're doing your sexy times and then to like see people's reactions to that. That's I don't know what yeah. that's like. I'll start an OnlyFans, and I'll let y'all know. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so, uh, according to the writer, the original script contained a gay couple and an interracial kiss, but was deemed too radical by some of the producers as well as the director. So. That was too – so, it's cool that we've come a long way because that seems too radical, but shoving lipstick in your tits isn't. No, yeah. And <laughs> originally it was titled Halloween Party. So, yeah, this is probably way – but yeah, and if it had um, still been Halloween party, that opening music, the blatant eighties. I love that eighties music at the. Beginning. I love it, but calling it Halloween party and the theme song, like yeah, it, I would have thought it was a kid mo- kids movie. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and apparently the house that we were talking about, they they got rid of and have a Ralph's there now. So it had little dressing done to it, as it was in pretty bad shape at the time. And many of the items, furniture, and decor was authentic to the original building, which then reminded me of Mother's Day because I was like, "What's the What's the movie where they found a dead body in the house beforehand?" It was Mother's Day, not this one. But yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Which then I wanted to learn more about that because apparently, going back to that real quick. There was a dead body that they found in the house, but also that house had been the same house where the owner had been murdered in it 15 years earlier, and no one had lived in it since then. But then they found another dead body in it before when they went into film. Which one was this? Mother's Day? Yeah. Creepy. Like, there's got to be other houses to use in the in the woods that look just as run down. Yeah, I know. Not And not ones that have dead bodies and probably murders in it. But, hey, let's just add to the ambiance. Yeah, that's true. And that house was creepy. So, and there, there probably there weren't dead bodies in this, but there probably were, you know, ashy remains of dead, multiple dead bodies since it's a crematorium. Well, I don't think it was a crematorium. Oh, well, that's not what it was. I don't think so. I mean, I think well, it is in the movie, but I don't think it was in the. Movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, 
Uh, yeah, that's about all I have on. I know, I know that when she was burning her hands, they had to have an ice bucket right there to dis- uh, extinguish the liquid and fire in her hands. So because um, she had, she had something on over her hands that would you know light on fire, but she only had a certain amount of time, and then she'd have to hurry and put her hands in there, or her hands would burn. Oh my god! I know. I was like, uh, that seems a little bit too too close to call. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I know it would look better, and it did look better than like CGI and stuff like that. And I love like real effects like this, but some of the things that actors had to go through, and they weren't like stunt doubles. That like that's what they 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 chose these risks. They chose being stunt doubles and stuff like that. Um, the things that they had to go through, it's a little above my pay grade as an actor. <laughs> yeah, but it made it better. It made it way better. Yeah, I, no, it did. But yeah, I wouldn't be doing that. You can forget that. Not at all. So um, I think I give this movie, though, like a three, a good. Well, okay. when I'm just thinking about watching it before I put it on, it's probably like a three point five out of five. (laughs) But then when I actually put it on and I'm like, oh, it's this. And I realize I'm going to be watching that for an hour and a half again. It's probably a three. I actually can agree with that. Um, You know what I mean? Because it's like exciting when you're like, okay, yeah, I want to watch this. And then you put it on. You're like, oh, yeah. I watched and then the- about by the time of the coffin sex scene, I'm kind of like it's either the coffin sex scene or it's Angela dancing. I usually end up pausing it for some reason and then I just never come back. Yeah, there's that. This is it, this is one of those movies where I will start it. I've started this movie so many times. Like I'll start it like 25 times a year or something. I'll finish yeah. it once a year, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's still good. I don't know. Like, again, like, I don't dislike it because if I, even though I don't always finish it, I, uh, it's still probably a, a solid three. Yeah, it is. But it's just, I want it, I want it to it. be, a, I want it to be a three and a half or a four, but it's always a three. <laughs> yeah, I want it, but I, I think it like has the potential of being like a four even, but it just doesn't. It, there's something, some, for some reason, it just doesn't catch the, the five, the that I don't know. There's something about maybe it's the chemistry of the characters that isn't there or something. Maybe it could maybe and it's maybe ten minutes too long. Yeah, well, it definitely has. It definitely drags in scenes. Yeah. So. But I would say um, to everybody who wants to watch this, watch this movie. And um, I guess to quote Suzanne at the very beginning, "Stay gagged with sour balls." Yeah, definitely stay gagged with sour, sour balls and um, and have fun with your friends and don't go to Whole House. So Never. this has been another episode of Gag Me With a Knife. I'll say Gag Me With a Spoon. <laughs> totally 80s. Totes. All right. See you guys. Bye. Sensational ecstasy, lying cross-checked and out.
Oh, no, we're not going to 